Section 67 of Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Tanzania Ware. Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves. Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. By Various, Section 67. Sarah Gudger, ex-slave, 121 years old, investigation of the almost incredible claim of Aunt Sarah Gudger, ex-slave living in Asheville that she was born on September 15, 1816, disclosed some factual information corroborating her statements. Aunt Sarah's father, Smart Gudger, belonged to and took his family name from Joe Gudger, who lived near Oteen, about six miles east of Asheville in the Swannanoa Valley, prior to the war between the states. Family records show that Joe Gudger married a Miss McRae in 1817 and that while in a despondent mood, he ended his own life by hanging as vividly recounted by the former slave. John Hemphill, a member of the family served by Aunt Sarah until freedom, is recalled as being a few yards young as me and indeed his birth is recorded for 1822. Alexander Hemphill, mentioned by Aunt Sarah as having left to join the Confederate Army when about 25 years of age, is authentic and his approximate age in 1861 tallies with that recalled by the ex-slave. When Alexander went off to the war, Aunt Sarah was getting to be an old woman. Aunt Sarah lives with distant cousins in a two-story frame house comfortably furnished at 8 Dalton Street in South Asheville, the Negro section lying north of Kenilworth. A distant male relative, 72 years of age, said he has known Aunt Sarah all his life and that she was an old woman when he was a small boy. Small in stature, about five feet tall, Aunt Sarah is rather rounded in face and body. Her milk chocolate face is surmounted by short, sparse hair, almost milk white. She is somewhat deaf, but understands questions asked her, responding with animation. She walks with one crutch, being lame in the right leg. On events of the long ago, her mind is quite clear. Recalling the Confederate soldiers marching, marching to the drums, she beat a temple on the floor with her crutch as she described how the hands of slaves were tied before they were whipped for infractions, she crossed her wrists. Owen Gudger, Asheville Postmaster from 1913 through 1921, member of the Buncombe County Historical Association, now engaged in the real estate business, says he has been acquainted with Aunt Sarah all his life, that he has on several occasions talked to her about her age and early associations, and that her responses concerning members of the Gudger and Hemphill families coincide with known facts of the two families. 
Interviewed by a member of the Federal Writers Project, Aunt Sarah seemed eager to talk and needed but little prompting. Sarah Gudger, born September 15, 1816. Interview with Miss Marjorie Jones, May 5, 1937. I was born about two miles from Old Folk on the Old Morganton Road. I show has had a hard life. Just walk and walk and walk. I never know nothing but walk. My boss, he was old man Andy Hemphill. He had a large plantation in the valley. Plenty of everything. All kind of stock, hogs, cows, mules, and horses. When Marcy Andy die, I go live with his son, William Hemphill. I never forget when Martha Andy died. He was a good old man, and the Missy, she was good too. She used to read the Bible to us chilling before she passed away. My pappy, he lived with Joe Gudger. He old and feeble. A members, he pinned on my pappy to see after everything for him. He always trust my pappy. One morning, he followed Pappy to the field. Pappy, he stopped. He's walking old Master Joe. He say, well, smart. Pappy, he named smart. I was tired, worried, and trouble. All these years, I woke for my chillin'. They never do the right thing. They worries me, smart. I tell you, smart. I was a good mind to put myself away. I was a good mind to drown myself right here. I tell a worry, smart. Pappy, he take whole old Master Joe and lead him to the house. Now, Master Joe, I wouldn't talk such talk if I was you. You've been good to your family. Just you content yourself and rest. But a few days after that, old Master Joe was found a hanging in the barn by the bridle. Old Master had put himself away. No, I never know what it was to rest. I just woke all the time from morning till late at night. I had to do everything they what do on the outside. Walk in the field, chop wood, hold calm, till sometime I feels like my back surely break. I done everything except split rails. You know, they split rails back in them days. Well, I never did split no rails. Old Marcia strop was good effin' we did anything. He didn't lock. Sometimes he'd get his dander up and then we doesn't look round at him. Else he'd tie your hands and fold your body and whoop you. Just like your mule. Loudy, honey, I took a thousand lashes in my day. Sometimes my poor old body be so full a week. Old boss, he send his niggas out in any kind of weather, rain or snow. It never matter. We had to go to the mountains, cut wood, and drag it down to the house. Many the time, we come in with our clothes stuck to our poor old cold bodies, but twarn't no use to try to get them dry. If the old boss or the old messy see us, they yell, get on out of here. You're black, thin, 
and get your work out in the way. And loudy, honey, we know to get else we get the lash. They didn't care how old or how young you were. You're never too big to get the lash. The rich white folks never did no work. They had dockies to do it for them. In the summer, we had to work outdoors. In the winter, in the house. I had to seared and spin till 10 o'clock. Never get much rest. Had to get up at fall the next morning and start again. Didn't get much to eat. Nothing, just a little cornbread and lasses. Lottie, honey, you can't know what a time I had. All cold and hungry. No, I ain't telling no lies. It the gospel truth. It show is. I remember well how I used to lie awake till all the folks were sleeping. Then creep out in the door and walk barefoot in the snow, about two miles to my old auntie's house. I know when I get there, she fix hot compound with slice of meat and some milk for me to eat. Auntie was good to us dockies. I never sleep on a bed still till after freedom, nor till after freedom. Just an old pile of rags in the corner, hardly enough keep us from freezing. Loud child, nobody knows how mean dockies were treated, why they were better to the animals than to usins. My first old master was a good old man, but the lassen, he was rapid. He sure was rapid. While child, times ain't no more like they used to be than the day and night and life. In my day and time, all the folks worked. Even they had no niggas, they worked themselves. Even the children were too small to hoe, they pull weeds. Now, the big bottom of the Swanano that used to grow hundreds of bushels of grain in just a playground. I like to see the chillin' in the field. Why now, they fight you like wildcat effin' it even talk about. That's the reason time's so hard. No famine. Why, I can remember old Missy, she say, this generational pass away and a new generation'll come long. That's just it. Every generation gets weaker and weaker. Then they talk about going back to old times. That time done gone. They never meet that time again. Want none of the slaves off in our plantation ever sold, but the ones on the other plantation of Marcel William were. Oh, that what a terrible time. All the slaves be in the field plowing, hoeing, singing in the boiling sun. Old Marcel, he come through the field with a man called the speculator. They walk around just looking, just looking. All the dockies know what this mean. They didn't dare look up, just walk right on. Then the speculator, he see who he want. He talk to old Marcel, then they slaps the handcuffs on him and talk him away to the cotton country. Oh, them were awful times when the speculator were ready to go with the slaves. If and they were any who didn't want to go, he thrash them, then tie them behind the wagon and make them run till they fall on the ground. 
Then he thrashed them till they say they go without no trouble. Sometimes some of them run away and come back to the plantation. Then it was harder on them than before. When the dockies went to dinner, the old nigger mammy, she say, Why I'm sitch and sitch? None of the others want to tell, huh? But when she see them look down to the ground, she just say, The speculator, the speculator. Then the tears roll down her cheeks, cause maybe it her son or husband, and she know she never see him again. Maybe they leave babies to home, maybe just pappy and mammy. Oh, my lottie, my old boss will mean, but he never sent us to the cotton country. There were very few schools back in the day and time, very few. We dockies didn't to look at no book, not even to pick it up. Old Missy, that is, my first old Missy, she was a good old woman. She read to the niggas and to the white chillin'. She come from across the water. She wasn't like the smart white folks living here now. When she come over here, she brung darky boy with her. He was her personal servant. Cause they got different names for them now, but in that day they called them guinea niggas. She was good old woman, not like other white folks. Niggas like old Missy. When the dockies get sick, they were put in a little old house close to the big house, and one of the other dockies waited on them. They were very few doctors then, only three in the whole section. When they wanted medicine, they went to the woods and gathered whole hound, slipper elm, fold poultices, and all kinds bark for teas. All these jobs bring you round. They were very few lawyers then, too. But lousy me, you can't turn round for them now. I remembers when my old mammy died. She lived on Reams Creek with other hemp hills. She's sick long time. One day, white man come to see me. He say, Sarah, did you know your mammy was dead? No, I say, but I wants to see my mother before they puts her away. I went to the house and say to old Missy, my mother, she died to Faye. I want to see my mother before they puts her away. But she look at me mean and say, get on out of here and get back to your work before I wallop your good. So I went back to my work with the tears streaming down my face, just a ring in my hands. I wanted to see my man me so. About two weeks later, old Missy, she get terrible sick. She just linger long for a long time. But she never gets up no more. Want longer for they puts her away too, just like my mammy. I remember the time when my mammy was alive. I was a small child before they took her to Reams Creek. All us chillins were playing in the yard one night, just running in the plan like chillin' will. All of a sudden, Mammy come to the door, all excited. Come in here this minute, she say. Just look up at what is a-happening. And bless your life, honey, the stars were falling just like rain. Mammy was terrible scared. 
But we chillin' want a feared? Nah. We want a feared. But Mammy, she say, every time a star fall, somebody gonna die. Look like a lot of folks gonna die from the looks of them stars. Everything was just the brightest day. You coulda pick a pin up. You know, the stars don't shine as bright as they did back then. I wonder why they don't. They just don't shine as bright. Want long before they took my mammy away and I was left alone. On the plantation when an old woman what the boss bought from a drover up in Virginia. The boss, he bought her from one of the speculators. She laugh and tell us, some of these days, y'all all gonna be free, just like the white folks. But we all laugh at her. No, we just slaves. We all us have to walk and never be free. Then when freedom comes, she say, I told y'all all, now you got no learning. You got no nothing. Got no home. What you gonna do? Didn't I tell you? I was getting long smartly in years when the war come. I remember just like yesterday, just before the war. Master William was talking to his brother. I was standing off a piece. Master brother, he say, William, how old Aunt Sarah now? Master William look at me and he say, she getting nigh on to fifty. That was just a little while before the war. That was awful time. Us darkies didn't know what it was all about. Only one of the boys from the plantation go. He Alexander. He about 25 then. Many the time we get word the Yankees coming. We take our food and stock and hide it till we show they's gone. We weren't bothered much. One day, I never forget, we look out and see soldiers marching. Look like the whole valley full of them. I thought, poor helpless critters just going away to get killed. The drums were beaten and the fifes were playing. They were the foot company. Oh, glory, what a sight. Sometimes they come home on furlough. Sometimes they get killed before they get so. Alexander, he come home a few times before freedom. When the war was over, Master William, he say, Did y'all know y'all's free? Y'all free now. I chuckled, remembering what old woman tell us about freedom and no learning. A lot of men want me to go to foreign land, but I tell them I go live with my pappy, long as he live. I stay with the white folks about 12 months. Then I stay with my pappy, long as he live. I had two brothers. They went to California. Never see them no more. No, my sister, another. I can't remember such a lot about it all. I just knows I was born and bred here in these parts. Never been out in it. I was well. Never take no doctor medicine. Just been sick once. That after freedom. End of section 67. Read by Tanzania Ware, San Diego, August 27, 2022.